Hey, another great episode of Roundup is coming up next. If you like what you heard, please go online to redsearadio.org and donate, become a monthly sustaining member, and keep us on the air. Thank you and God bless. Listeners, today is my turn at the helm here. My name is Judy Como. June 23rd. There you go. Went down a trail I wasn't ready for, I suppose. But welcome and good morning to all of our listeners across the Brazos Valley here at KEDC 88.5. Listening KYAR 98.3 in Central Texas. 107.9 107.9 KINF in Palestine. Welcome to everyone and welcome to Red Sea Roundup. We're going to begin the show with our prayer to St. Joseph as we continue to celebrate the year of St. Joseph. So we pray in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Oh, blessed Joseph, faithful guardian of my Redeemer, Jesus Christ. Protector of your chaste spouse, the Virgin Mother of God, I choose you this day to be my patron saint and advocate, and I firmly resolve to honor you all the days of my life. Therefore, I humbly call on you to receive me as your adopted child, to instruct me in every doubt, to comfort me in every affliction, to obtain for me all the knowledge and the love of the Sacred Heart of Jesus. And finally, defend and protect me at the hour of my death. Amen. Amen. Some of you may recognize that voice as our faithful leader, Dennis Maka. Welcome, Dennis. Good morning. Good morning, Judy. How are you? Wonderful Wednesday afternoon. Uh, Morning, that is. It feels like afternoon because of the heat, but you know. It's going to be a great day. Yes, it is. It's going to be a beautiful day. Really excited to be here with you, and we have many things to cram into this beginning of the show. Oh, my gosh, uh, we do. We've got a lot. I want to talk briefly about tomorrow's saint, St. John the Baptist. We celebrate the nativity of St. John the Baptist tomorrow. Christians love, have long interpreted, wow, I'm having a difficult time myself. (laughs) Christians have long interpreted the life of John the Baptist as preparation for the coming of Jesus Christ and the circumstances of his birth, as recorded in the New Testament, parallel along with Jesus's. And I learned so much about this feast day while I was doing a little searching for it. But Mm -hmm. um, at the Annunciation... When the angel Gabriel appeared to the Virgin Mary to inform her that she would conceive of the Holy Ghost, he also informed that her cousin Elizabeth was already six months pregnant. Mary then journeyed to visit Elizabeth. This is so timely and providential because in our next segment, we're going to talk to Michelle Fanley and Mm -hmm. we're going to discuss her book, The Friendship Project. And it's just a wonderful little book that helps us learn more about faithful friendships. Okay. We focus on some virtues and we also focus on some saints. Lots of saints are friends on earth before they made it to heaven. And two of those are our Blessed Mother and St. Elizabeth. So it's a providential feast day. So we ask the intercession of St. John the Baptist. Pray for us. 
pray for us indeed. Hey, I got some great things that um, I wanted to uh, co-authored this book, uh, co-authoring with this uh, author is also Emily Geminette, who was on our station last week on Roundup. <laughs> and it was It's wonderful because Emily was telling us about a mother's moment spots that she's created from another radio station. They're incredible. Oh, wonderful. Yes. So you're going to be hearing more from Emily Geminette in our rotation, talking about mothering and family life. And uh, I actually gave the responsibility to edit and produce those spots to one of our most recent volunteers. His name is Anthony Hightower, who is actually producing the show for us today. Anthony? Howdy. Good morning, Anthony. Welcome. So good to see you fulfilling your uh, volunteerism along with after you graduated and pursuing Anthony graduated. Yeah, he graduated from Franciscan University uh, just recently with degree in communications, specializing in radio. He's no stranger to radio as he held his own show up there for a couple of years, The Franciscan Effect. Uh, that was the station was Franciscan Effect. Oh, okay. So tell us about your show briefly because yeah. we got real little bit of time. Yeah, I was actually, I did it for four years, believe it or not. Oh, wow. And uh, it was a two-hour show every Friday night. It was a mostly mix of uh, music, both talk incorporated. And I didn't have a producer that's sitting in the chair I'm sitting right now to help me out or anyone with it. So I basically had to do everything on my own, getting all the music queued up, managing the board. He had talking on the mic, the entire thing was on me, so I had to make sure all of it went smoothly, and it did, for the most part. Kudos to you, man. Yeah, I've been wanting to put Anthony on the air for years. I mean, literally, this kid would not come into the studio before he went into college, refused to record family prayers, would not. And, <laughs> I, and so, so he, before he went off to college, he said, Mr. Maka, I'm going to... I'm, I've got to tell this story, Anthony. He's uh, I, oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Maka, when I go off to college, I'm going to study radio. And when I come back, I'm going to work for Red Sea. And you're going to be out of a job and you're going to be living under a bridge in a box. Bam. Yeah. So he's going to go. Yeah. So he's fulfilling prophecy and I'm scared to death. Kind of well, shaking. Let's hope that part of it. Because the kid from. knows what he's doing. So, Anthony, mm -hmm. thank you for your volunteerism. Yes, thank you very much for having me. And I hope you support my family when we're living under the box. There you I go. will. I got to get hired first, though. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Well, one thing first we want to be sure to mention uh, during the first part of the show is an upcoming event. Yeah. The Family got, Fun Day coming up. And we're going to talk to Robin Waters here in just a little bit. Family Fun Day is coming up. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited. It's this Saturday, folks. Free Family Fun Day, Henderson Park and Bryan. Be sure to go in off Beck Street. Don't come in off Palisota because they shut it all down completely. We've, we're looking forward to having all kinds of fun there. To, uh, Time frame? Nine to three. All right. So get your family out there at nine o'clock. Put up your pop-up tents, your blankets. Put, up, put out your, your chairs. Bring your own family picnic. Bring your own bottles. Folks, you know what I'm talking about. We have... An alcohol permit. So if parents want to imbibe of their own favorite beer and wine, bring it on. Okay. This is going to be you a know great... What? I don't really quite trust you to give us all the accurate information, Dennis. Okay. Do we have someone else who might could talk to us about sure, that? Sure. Go ahead. You interview somebody on uh, that might be in the room. <laughs> I almost called you Amber. I'm so sorry. <laughs> My daughter, Autumn Maka, is Autumn here by is, force. Uh, super twisted arm. But uh, hey, how's it going this morning? I'm doing good. Great. It was so good to see you here when I walked in and uh, I said, hey, are you volunteering? And then I looked at her screen and saw that she was playing a game. That's all good. Just bring your daughter to so work. So therefore, day. 
we know that she'll be handy at pl- leading some games this weekend. So what do you, what do you think you're going to be involved doing this weekend? Um, I'm going to be a part of the kickball team. Woo-hoo. We're going to crush them, yeah. right? We're going to crush them because you've got my daughter on the team. Awesome. And you're going to help with uh, some face painting, I hear, and... Is I that, guess so. I didn't uh, know I was doing that. Hey, yeah, those of us who have grown up with, uh, helping <laughs> each other raise our kids, the uh, Makas uh, have. She just got demoted to trash duty. Oh, mm. but that's I bet okay. you're going to be grabbing a paintbrush now, sister. <laughs> so, Good yeah, deal. come on up closer to the mic. We're, what are some of the things that you're looking forward to? I told you we're going to play water balloons, right? Mm-hmm. Who's going to be your first target? <laughs> um, I don't know. Daddy-o. Good deal. Well, uh, great. Thanks for coming on and sharing some of the things that you'll be doing and looking forward to. uh, Are you a kickball aficionado? Is that your sport of choice or... I don't. I don't is, know. Is kickball really the same rules as baseball? I'm. I'm I thought you were about to say, is kickball really a sport? No, I would never say that. Yeah, Autumn's going to play as, kickball. As long as she doesn't bring her open-toed shoes, we'll be great. Tennis shoes will be the, the well, must. Well, that's a good so. way to get out of it. <laughs> I don't so, recommend yeah. it. but uh, we're, we're looking forward. Nine to three. If people want to come down from Waco, you know, Palestine, bring it on. We're looking forward to having hundreds of people there at the park. We're going to have volleyball, horseshoes, cornhole, family picnics, live music, um, a, a small talk by a great speaker, Brian from Ablaze. Uh, that, like I said, a kickball is going to be a blaze versus, uh, well, it's not going to be much of a match, a blaze versus Red Sea. We all know who's going to win. Well, there you have it. You know, um, but it's just going to be kite flying, face painting, arts oh, and crafts, like hands on. It's just going to be an incredible, incredible Good. day. Give us the details again. Nine to three this Saturday, Henderson Park and Brian. Go to our website at redsearadio.org. Click on the Family Fun Day banner. And you can see all the details there. Just the biggest trick there is don't take Palisoda Drive in. Come off Beck Street so you'll know to, to get to the park a little bit. we got Thaddeus Romanski here in the house as hey, well. Hey, good morning, listeners. And I just want to say once again how excited we are that this Family Fun Day has come together and this great partnership with the Blaze. I can't wait to see Matt Rice out there on the kickball field and just whiff on some kickball pitches. And <laughs> this, it's just going to be great fun. And Red Sea listeners, let's not let a Blaze have more families there than us, have more people there than us. Let's get out and show up 9 to 3 at Henderson Park this Saturday. It has been way too long since we've had families together. It's been way too long. So let's renew some friendships, make some new friendships. Yes. Let's make it a beautiful day. It's fun to be Catholic, and we can't wait to come have fun with you. So bring it on. Yes, indeed. So moving on, we have just a few minutes. We want to talk to our station manager over in Waco, Robin Waters. Good morning, Robin. Good morning, Judy. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great. I'm very excited for you to come on and give us some uh, the wonderful news of y'all's parish uh, activity last weekend and uh, tell our listeners some of the good news of that. Well, uh, just so our listeners know, Dennis and I started uh, planning a campaign for this summer several months ago. And what we're doing is we are actually going to every parish in our listening area for KYR and uh, doing a pledge drive to pay off the radio station. So thanks be to God, five years ago, they were able to get a, a loan to to establish the station. And now we're trying to, and they did that through a pledge drive to get the down payment. 
Now we're going to go through that same process with the support of all our priests to uh, pay this thing off and secure this station for for eternity, hopefully, or as long as the radio station will be here. <laughs> we'll have a paid-for Catholic radio station is the, is the blessing. And I've been to four parishes so far doing this in June. I was first at St. Joseph's in Belmead, and then I was at St. Martin in Tours mm-hmm. and St. Joseph in Elk. And this last weekend, I was at St. Mary's in West. And, you know, if you've ever, you've, you've all heard the verse from Matthew 7, 7, asking you shall receive, seeking you shall find, knocking the door will be open to you. Well, I've been living that for the month of June <laughs> because the generosity from the people it's been amazing. is incredible. And they're, they're supporting us. We've had uh, several um, wonderful families that have come forth to give to do- donate matching funds. So at every parish so far, I've been able to to tell the people for every dollar you you uh, pledge to Red Sea for our debt reduction, we've got some wonderful families who are going to match that. So it's going very well. Thanks be to God. And we've got quite a few more parishes to do in July. I'm going to be at Sacred Heart in Waco, St. Jerome in Waco, and St. Mary's in Waco. I'll be and going Dennis to Martin be, and Lot. Yeah, I'm, I'm going yes, to Martin, Lot, and Bremont yes, as well. Marlon, Lot, and, and Bremont. So we're gonna we're gonna try to get all these parishes in this year and uh, hopefully get this thing paid off. But uh, it's very exciting and very humbling to uh, to see how kind and generous the people are, and and also our priests who are who support Catholic Radio and and are allowing us to to do this at their masses. So. Thanks Absolutely. Uh, we want to thank all of, all of our listeners throughout uh, all the different areas because it's through the providence of the past generosity that has gotten us to where we are today and the continued generosity to uh, spread Catholic radio, spread the ability to build the kingdom through Catholic Radio, through wonderful programs, through wonderful uh, teachings, the Mass, the Rosary, the Chaplet of Divine Mercy, those of us who just seldom travel in my vehicle without it being on, rather the radio or the app, no matter where we're going. So just remember um, to continue to help support us in any way that you can. Uh, Robin, thank you so much for your... uh, Hard work. Hard work and wonderful work that you're doing over there. And uh, keep the faith. No One thing I would like. You there, Robin? I Oops. think we lost him. Well, that's okay. Sorry about We're that. We're going to head yeah. off to a break and see you on the other side. Stick with us, folks. Welcome back to Red Sea Roundup. If you're just joining us, I'm your host today, Judy Como. And I'm so excited to be talking with Michelle Fanley. She's co-author of a book entitled The Friendship Project. Hey, Michelle, how are you doing this morning? I am great. How are you, Judy? Oh, I'm doing really good. Um, it's 
not uncommon for me to start off a story to tell. Well, before I tell you that, I've got to tell you the other story of how this all connected. So uh, a week or so ago, I was listening to Morning Air and your co-author, Emily Jaminette, was on talking about the Friendship Project. And it I almost was late for my exercise class because I wanted to hear more about it and went home after that sought y'all out via the internet and sent an email to her and saying, hey, I would love for you to come on my show. This is falling on ears that needs to hear it about friendship and community. And interestingly, she was already scheduled to be on the show last week to talk about her book about the Sacred Heart. And I don't know what y'all talked about, but somehow she handed the reins off to you. And so here we are. Well, I am so delighted to be here. And that's the best part about Emily and I's friendship. We have been friends since um, the early, late 90s. Uh, we went to college together and um, worked in men's, women's ministry and has have been doing this writing and speaking ministry for about five years. So we tag team a lot of things. And it's um, delighted to share about friendship. And we share the message. And it's been amazing to be able to share our friendship and show how our friendship has helped us to grow in our faith and to inspire other women to do the same. Well, I've uh, thoroughly enjoyed uh, reading the book, and I immediately bought uh, four copies. I have a small group that meets once a week, and we not only minister to each other and check in and all of those kind of things, and then we plan what we're going to do for our Thursday Bible gals is what we call us. We've I've been a part of this Bible study for over 20 years Uh Long story about that. And I was telling them uh, yesterday, Monday, whenever it was, you know, I only started going to Bible study to get Lena May off my back, who was my first cousin once removed matriarch of this Bible study, who just kept hounding me and hounding me, you know, you need to come to Bible study. So to make her leave me alone, I started going. Thanks be to God. And I still have relationships with a few of the women who were there 20-something years ago, but how it's built and uh, changed a little bit here and there, but uh, over the pandemic, nearly 20 of us conquered Zoom and were able to continue to meet and amazingly form community via our computer screen. We used to kind of laugh and say we had a Brady Bunch screen looking at each other and uh, all of that, but... Uh, especially wanted to talk to you about friendship and community and the way our church is waking up right now, post-pandemic, and uh, all of those thoughts, all wrapped up. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Well, I mean, we all realized how important friendship and community was when we lost it last year, right? We were not, we were able to do Zoom, but we know it's not the same, right? And it, it, while it was great, and it I was able to be in several, you know, I have a small group also that we meet every single week on Zoom, but we know that in person, face-to-face, spending time with our friends is so important and how important it is to our faith. You know, we had, you know, unfortunately had periods where we weren't with, we were without the sacraments, without our church community. So one of the things why Emily and I wrote the Friendship Project was um, we started with our first book, Divine Mercy for Moms. And as we went out speaking, 
women could not believe we were actually friends. They were kind of thought we just like did this project together, but we told how we, Emily and I met when we were at Franciscan University in college. And what happened was Emily got, she was a year ahead of me and she invited me to her wedding. And my, um, her friend Matt was helping her with some things for the wedding, doing the programs. He was um, serving the mass as an altar server and was very good friends with Emily's brother, who is a priest. And um, Emily jokingly told Matt, Matt, I'm going to find you a good Catholic wife. <laughs> and what did you know that at the wedding, Emily's parents had an amazing after party um, after the wedding on her parents' lawn. I was introduced to Matt. We um, started dating that fall and we got engaged on Emily and John's one year wedding anniversary. And um, then we were married six months later. And so then I ended up living in Columbus. I'm from Indiana originally. So ended up staying here. And then Emily came back here after her fin husband finished his, um, you know, college. And we've been blessed to be involved in women's ministry and really support each other in our spiritual growth by having friendships spiritual friendship. And I think this is such a topic that can be kind of foreign to people to have this spiritual friendship. But friendship is actually there's all kinds of different levels of friendship, right? And you look at, um, you might have friendship, you know, we look at what some of friendship, how it's been studied over the years. And for example, um, we study Aristotle wrote about friendship. And he said, you know, the first level of friendship is a friendship of utility. And that's someone that you get a good or service from, you know, the the lady at the grocery store, the lady at the uh, the counter at the post office, you know, we know each other's names, they know my kids, that type of thing. But if I stop going to those places, there's no real, you know, true friendship there. And then you go on to friendships of pleasure. And that's, you know, I think of your, your friendships in like high school and you're, you know, you're out to have fun, have a great time. But once the fun stops, so does the friendship. And then, you know, you move on to have, you know, friendships of virtue. And that is, you know, a higher calling that when you really want the best for other people and you have these deeper friendships. But as Catholics, we have this beautiful gift of even deeper, and that is spiritual friendship. And that is when we're growing in our faith together with our sisters in Christ. And really, that is the whole purpose of having friendships is not to proselytize your, your friends, but to help bring them to Christ. And so that when we die, that when we are saints, we can continue our friendship in heaven. And that's, that's a quote from Padre Pio. Or, you know, we talked about really St. Teresa of Avila. She writes that spiritual friendship is so important. She says, I don't know how to urge it enough. It's necessary for those who serve him to become shields for one another that they might advance. Because we know we don't live in a Judeo-Christian society um, really anymore, that we are going against the grain living out our Catholic faith. So by having somebody side by side to help you live out your faith, you are going to be able to, to do it with that support. It's so hard to do it on your own. So having those Bible study groups, having those friends you spend time with, those friends you go to mass with, having those friends you might go to adoration with, those are building up your faith. And that is really going to help you to live out your Catholic faith and ultimately become a saint. Oh, I, I couldn't agree more. Um, I, just this past Sunday, when I went to Mass, um, there were five Bible gals sitting within three pews of each other. And it's just not uncommon for something in the homily or one of the scriptures to resonate. And you kind of 
make that eye contact with. And my husband and I do that also. And the authentic friendship with your spouse uh, is a wonderful thing. Uh, Also, as I mentioned, my husband is in formation to become a deacon. And over the past four years, the wives, we've had some opportunities to bond but what's so important is that nobody really knows what you're going through to unless someone else is going through the same thing and having those similar, uh, you know, but different uh, experiences along the way. So it, it's just vital. It's so important. And you mentioned a really good thing about service to the church. Well, as you and your husband are, even though your husband's becoming a deacon, my father is a deacon. You, as the wife of a, you know, a, a deacon, are giving a, a big sacrifice to the church. And sacrificing and doing something, volunteering in your church is a great way to build spiritual friendships. I know for me personally, one of the best things that I do is I am the co-director of our Catholic Women's Conference here in Columbus, Ohio. And the women I have met have become some of my best friends over the past 13 years as we put together this beautiful conference. And they're women that I probably wouldn't have had the opportunity to meet otherwise because they belong to different parishes across the diocese. So our kids are at different schools. You know, we are in different circles. But because of this goal of this to do this ministry work to serve the Lord and to put on this conference, I have met women of all ages, all stages of life and had these really beautiful friendships. So that's another great way for people to who are looking to develop these spiritual friendships is to look through volunteer work through the church. You know, maybe it's, you know, you and you might do something with, you know, the soup kitchen or St. Vincent de Paul, or, you know, if you're involved in another women's ministry, running women's ministry in your church, um, running children's ministry, you'll make new friends when you get involved in these type of things. Yes. Yes, indeed. Uh, we, I think I mentioned that our, my parish celebrated their 125th anniversary two weeks ago. And um, some New parishioners came to those to the celebration, of course, but it's uh, when you step into a the 10 o'clock mass or the donuts afterwards um, and you're new to the parish, it it is a bit difficult to form a relationship, even if it's just, hi, how you doing? Why don't you come sit with us? Those kind of things. So uh, it's a great reminder of those of us who are involved to look around and Pick up on the fact that someone else may not have that relationship yet. Yeah, and you remind me of one of my favorite stories. Mm-hmm. I was going to a daily mass. It was an 1130 mass. My son, who's now a senior in high school, was in his bucket seat as a baby. And this woman came up to me after mass and she said, I'm starting a play group and I wanted to know if you wanted to join me. And honestly, like I thought at first was kind of weird, right? <laughs> like I have my life. I have my job. Right? I have my friends. Like, I don't know you. But I accepted the invitation And I have to say it was one of the best gifts ever. And I didn't even realize how great it would be to have this friendship with a woman who had a baby also in her car bucket seat. And she had invited two other friends. And it also encouraged me to continue going to that mass, you know, meet meet my friend and we would stay after and the boys would play. And 
in all miraculous, beautiful things, she actually Facebook messaged me a couple of years ago after the Friendship Project came out. And she said, Michelle, you are not going to believe what happened. A woman actually came up to me. So she moved away. She's in, she was in Indiana now. She said, a woman came up to me after mass today and invited me to her, her book study. She said, we're doing the Friendship Project. And the <laughs> author in the book recounts a story of how she met a woman at church. <laughs> and she said, he said, I almost fell out of the pew. She said, the author was talking about me. I'm the one who invited her <laughs> to my house. <laughs> she, said, nice. she said, and then the woman went on to say, and the book we are doing is The Friendship Project. So she said it was a full circle miracle. You know, here she had, you know, taken a chance, gone out in the limb, invited me to her house. We became friends. I wrote about the story. And then now she then was invited to a book club on the Friendship Project and was developing all new spiritual friendships. So it's like one of my favorite stories to share. Like, plus, if you, you know, if you ever doubt, you know, that God is working in your everyday life, yeah, that is a great example Mm -hmm. of something like, how can you, you know, you can't make this stuff up. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly right. He is a God of uh, miracles, but he's all up in those details. I want to remind our listeners that this is a live show today, and we would welcome a, a phone call with a question or a comment about authentic friendship, uh, you can call 85-LOVE-RED-SEA. That's 855-683-7332. I I just recently had a conversation uh, with uh, someone in my small group that I said, um, our story is so important and it's inviting and it may seem very everyday kind of a story but and you really need to have a little five minute version of your story and a two-hour version of your story and everywhere in between because you just don't know someone that you speak to can be lifted up by that story someone like will like you say you're telling a story about being new to a parish or just seeing someone uh, with a kid your age or whatever. I, one of my best friends, who's a friend of the radio, Barbara, was across the aisle from me when my youngest was in a car seat and hers was one year old. And like you say, it's it's difficult. It's stepping out of your comfort zone to be inviting to someone, but it's so important. And your story is important, and it'll make sense to someone who has that same kind of a personality. Yeah, and I think it's important that we remember to pray when we first, like, I think one of the things when I first wake up is to ask God, you know, for the Holy Spirit to work in your life and to for you to know you have that inspiration to, you know, maybe I'm supposed to reach out to this new friend or maybe I'm supposed to reach out to this old friend who I, I know is struggling. Or, you know, one thing Emily and I like to, we coined a phrase, Friendship Friday. And on Fridays, it is, you know, we're supposed to think about one thing to do to improve our fr- a friendship with somebody. So maybe it's picking up the phone and calling a friend and saying, hey, can we get together for coffee? Maybe it is just texting a scripture verse to your friend who has cancer. You know, maybe it's, you know, sending an email out to a friend, inviting her to something you're, you're going to. So taking 
a mental, you know, inventory of trying to really improve your friendships in your life, because it is something that for women, it oftentimes goes on the back burner because we are busy. You know, we've got our, you know, our families or our jobs and just we're running around everywhere and our kids have 50 playdates, right? But (laughs) sometimes we haven't taken that time to do that for ourselves, to invest in our friendships. And that's, you know, what what friendships require are, are work, right? Friendships, even though there's, it's so great, you, a lot of times maybe you're able to pick up with a friend like you never left off, but you can't neglect a friendship for years and years and years and expect it to be strong. So you have to invest in that in that friendship and taking one day a week to really think about your friends, to pray for your friends. And when you feel that tug from the Holy Spirit, that is when you need to act. You know, I shared a story actually in the Friendship Project about my friend Maria, and she's Puerto Rican, and she had texted me um, one night, and she said, Michelle, I made too much extra Puerto Rican rice and pork. Would you like some? (laughs) And it was um, ironic. Well, not ironic. It was the Holy Spirit, you know, because I had actually had a terrible, gone through a terrible miscarriage that day, and I hadn't told anybody that 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 had happened. And the fact that she had done that and I had, was planning on making chili, the, they got the text, but the beef was still frozen on my countertop. You know, I hadn't even started thinking about it. So <clears throat> I said, I have to drop my, you know, son off down by your house. I will swing by and pick it up. And I shared the story with her um, and why I was so grateful for her gift. <clears throat> and she said, Michelle, it was the Holy Spirit. She said, every morning I get up and I pray the prayer of Cardinal Mercier, which it really just invokes the Holy Spirit and tells, ask the Holy Spirit to tell me how to act. And that is such a great gift that we need to, to do that every morning to ask the Holy Spirit, say, please, you know, tell me what I should do today. Who should I, who should, who should I help? Right. And that was such a gift of that friendship that, you know, I'll never forget that story because, you know, who just randomly texts you and says, I have dinner for you, right? <laughs> when you're in the middle of a great struggle. So it's, it's a beautiful gift that God's working in your friendships. And, but we have to be listening to um, the prompting of the Holy Spirit. Oh, God, that's a great story. So um, you and Emily have this friendship and it was being cultivated throughout time. How did you go from, hey, we need to put this into the book and tell, tell us how the book came about? Because it's extremely fascinating to me that Father Larry Richards wrote the uh, foreword and just the way he put it, uh, like, why would you expect a, a guy to write a <laughs> forward to the, the book. So tell, tell us that little story. Well, when we are first approached to write our first book, The Friendship, uh, The Divine Mercy for Moms, um, the editor had asked me to do it, but I was pregnant at the time. And I knew that, you know, once I had this baby, like I wasn't going to have enough time. And so I thought I was um, like Emily did to me, like passing the, the buck on Emily because I knew she wanted to be published. And when the editor read Emily's work, she said, Michelle, I think you and Emily are supposed to do this together. Mm. So our first book was a gift of that, that beautiful advice. And we realized it was so perfect for us in our lifestyle because we always say at the time we had little, little kids and one, one of us was pushing the double stroller and the other one was taking notes. So we worked together every day and our kids play together. And when we were out speaking about Divine Mercy for Moms, people kept asking about our friendship and they couldn't believe that this, like, we really had this great friendship because so many times, you know, women, we're like our worst enemy to each other, right? Mm-hmm. So the fact that we had this beautiful friendship and we were able to go out and share this message. So we had the idea to write the Friendship Project 
and we wanted the backbone to be the virtues. So each chapter, we feature a virtue and we feature a friend who we learned this virtue from. So these true people in our lives who taught us how to be good friends by, by their example. And then we also talked about saints who were friends. So we picked two women who were actually living together at the same time on earth and developed a friendship and they both became, you know, canonized or blessed. And it was such a fascinating project to realize how these women became so holy was because of also because of the influence of other holy women in their lives. And as I mentioned before, our goal in our life to, is to be saints. So would we have saintly friends? You know, we, we become who we hang around with. So if we are hanging around with, people who are growing in their prayer lives and growing in their faith, that that's going to kind of, you know, not, you know, it doesn't rub off on you, but it does encourage you to live your life like that. And so we started this project, we started writing it, and then we spoke at the 138 Women's Conference in Erie, Pennsylvania, with Father Larry Richards was the MC, mm. and he <laughs> was so wonderful, and we really hit it off. And so we asked him if he would write the foreword to this new book. And like he said, like, what do you want a priest who writes about being a man to write a book, write a forward for a book about women and friendship? But, you know, he had, I think that teaching as a forward is one of my favorite parts of the book because he talked about how, you know, God created us for friendship and anything that can make us better friends is a gift from God. And, you know, he said that really like having good friends makes us better, stronger and more loving. And he talked about how we really, you know, lost this art of friendship. You know, we do so much online with, Facebook and Snapchat and Instagram, and we don't spend actual time with people. You know, this is even before the pandemic. So this was an important topic for us to to dive into, to think about our friends over our lifetime and how to develop and deepen lasting Catholic spiritual friendships. And also that ties into like our relationship with Jesus Christ, because right, we are not called, we are called to be a friend of Christ through our relationship with him through our prayer lives, which is a whole nother book Emily and I wrote, Pray Fully. So this was really just such, such a gift. And as part of the book, we, as Emily and I have been in group studies together for many, many years, we included free study guides in the back of, of the book. So people can get read this together and then go through the study guide. We have a free video series at our website, inspirethefaith.com. So this was something we really felt so strongly about that we have all these like bonus things that are absolutely 100% free. And we hope encourage women to get together in groups to, to read this together, to spend time together. We, you know, we have all kinds of really fun little additions to it, including we have an invitation you could send out. We have Mm -hmm. recipe cards, you know, icebreakers, you know, all kinds of fun things that make it easy to put together. And so you don't feel stressed to, Oh, I'm doing this big project and leading a group. It's just having some friends over watching a movie and enjoying each other's company and growing together in spiritual friendship. Yeah. um, You mentioned uh, something that, I underlined, uh, I don't remember which chapter it was, but uh, you mentioned uh, modeling your friendships with your friendship with Jesus and whether you really, do you really consider Jesus to be your friend, even though there's a song or two that (laughs) inspires that throughout our life, but, um, and that friendship with Jesus also takes a lot of work and a lot of, um, I mean, he'll always do the heavy lifting, but you have to participate in that. Um, there's a book 
uh, called Jesus Shock, uh, Peter Kreeft. Craft, however you say his name, but it's the whole first chapter goes through answering this bunch of questions, four or five pages worth of who would, who is this and who is that and who is this? And I was just powering through there and remembering who was an influence here or there. And then you turn the final page and it says, if you didn't answer Jesus for each one of those questions, this book is for you. <laughs> and so... <laughs> And how to uh, how that can be a model for your friendships? Yeah, because you know, you look at Jesus's example himself. He spent a lot of time with his friends, his apostles, and he gave us such the perfect example, right, of friendship to lay down his life for his friends. But Jesus was uh, was the perfect example of true friendship, true loyalty, complete ultimate sacrifice. And he wants to have that friendship with you. And I think so many people, you know, we, I mean, I've done it myself. Like you go to mass, you check in with your holy water, you check out with your bulletin as you know, your receipt. My mass you know? receipt. And, yeah. <laughs> and you're like, I, I sat there at church for a whole hour and I didn't even say a word to God, you know, like I was just going through the motions. So it's an invitation, you know, our, Jesus is inviting us to this deep personal prayer life. And I've been really blessed to do a program with the Diocese of Joliet called Be Formed. And we're spending 90 days um, growing an intentional discipleship. We have an accountability partner. So we have that natural built-in spiritual accountability partner, a small group. And it has been such a great blessing throughout this pandemic. It's, you know, it's been all online, but um, to have that, all those different formations and working on your relationship with Jesus Christ, working on your relationship with other people and having that spiritual friendship all built into one, one program. So it's been really a beautiful gift for me to be able to take part of this, um, this group. And, and that's why all these small groups are such, such a blessing because you have these, this community when you go through good times and when you go through bad times and you realize too, that your spiritual friendships, those, those friendships are different. So when you're going through a tough time, those friends are there to support you, especially in, in prayer um, and, and in your faith when you're struggling. So I think that's another great benefit to spiritual friendships that your secular friendships can't get you, give you. You know, I know I've gone through some really challenging times. My, my son was paralyzed when he was in second grade. And to have that community support of prayer through that time when you can't fix anything, right? You couldn't, no one could make him um, miraculously better, but, but through their prayers, we were lifted up and encouraged and you felt that community of prayers. And that's what, what gets you through those, those difficult times is this gift of these friends that pray for you. Okay. I want to devote the next big chunk of time to that, the book and the book study and how to apply that. And I'm, I'm just going to step out in faith and tell our listeners, especially here in the uh, Bryan College Station, that I've already ordered a case of books. And the Thursday morning Bible gals will be studying this book uh, in a couple of weeks. We're going to kick off. So if you hear or you're listening to this and you want to be a part of that, you can find me if you want to, but you can call the station or you can text a friend or someone that already knows me and get on board with the Friendship Project. That is so awesome. I'm so excited to hear that you are doing a group and opening it up and being inviting. And that is 
what what we want to inspire women to do. The book is it's great. It people tell me all the time it reads like fiction. So don't worry. Don't think like you're taking on a big homework assignment, right? Or you have some thick workbook. You know, like nobody wants a workbook, right? Nobody wants to be doing homework. We are want to develop faith and friendship. So it's the study is divided up over eight weeks. And each week we have a beautiful video. And in the video, we actually interview the women we tell the story about in, in each chapter. So it was amazing. We, you know, shared a story of our friend Stacy, who was healed from cancer. We have a story of my friend Brenda, whose son had leukemia and how she was such a friend that taught us that gift of gratitude. So each video, you come together and watch this story, we'll meet this friend of ours. And then we talk about the virtue. And then at the back of the book, like I mentioned, there are study guide questions um, for you to get together. There's prayers for you to pray together with your group. And there's also an opportunity to, to grow in prayer through Lexio Divina. So we have a short little section called Going Deeper into Scripture. And we give you a scripture verse that's related to something in the chapter and for you to go and pray that, you know, just silently pray through that scripture. And just, you know, journal with it. So that's another awesome opportunity. Um, at our website, inspirethefaith.com, you can also download the journal. So if you're, I don't like to write in my books. I'm kind of one of those people. So I, we had them put, pull the journal out so that you can print it off, put it in a little, you know, a little binder, and then you can journal right along with as you're reading and with the prayers. And then there's also some great practical suggestions. And I think one of my favorite things to hear is stories of women who have done this together in a group. And then they said, Hey, so we, we took your suggestion and, you know, we're starting a women's conference or we're going to go volunteer together at the soup kitchen, or we're going to make blessing bags and pass them out. So there's been some really great opportunities for women to take these practical suggestions. We've talked about at the end of each chapter and to live them out and to continue, not just in their small group, but having these other opportunities to to pray together, to do works of mercy together. And that's part of all part of that wonderful gift of spiritual friendship is, you know, being able to do these things with your friends. And I love, you know, the last chapter we wrote about the virtue of prayerfulness. And I think this sometimes um, is uh, can be a hard thing because prayer is so intimate. But we shared, you know, lots of stories of how we learn to actually pray out loud with our friends and not just pray for them. And how that was such a gift and such a strengthening in, in the friendship when you take the time. And, and if you're listening to this and you think, well, I've never done that, that's definitely out of my comfort zone. You know, I always tell people you don't have to say something deep and profound. If your friend calls you up and tells you like, I found a, a lump in my breast and I'm going to, you know, I got to go to the doctor today. Will you pray for me to say, you know what, can we pray right now? Right now. Absolutely. Yeah. And just, it doesn't have to be hard to say like, Lord, I ask you to bless my friend, take away her anxiety, be with her during this difficult time. And, you know, I ask you to bless her, bless our friendship. And then, you know, save our father together, the Hail Mary, something very simple, but it is one of my, you know, one of the most powerful things in a friendship when you can pray together with your friend out loud. And that really is a, a beautiful, one of a beautiful gift um, for you to develop in, with your friendship. So that's another thing we, you know, we encourage all these little, little tips. And we provide some great um, prayers that we wrote or adapted um, on friendship. 
I think one of our favorite um, prayers we wrote was a prayer for forgiveness and friendship. And we realized a lot of women had a lot of past hurts. And, you know, you might not want to have um, friendships because you were burned in the past, right? You gave your heart to somebody and you trusted somebody and, and they gossiped about you or they, you know, they left you kind of hanging. And those past hurts can really prevent women from creating new friendships. So this prayer for friendship, forgiveness and friendship we wrote um, has really helped free up some women and to offer that that extension of, of forgiveness in a friendship. And that's another thing that's, you know, really important to to heal those old wounds and to begin fresh. Oh, well, that's a very interesting aspect. I haven't got to that chapter yet, but I, and I think, um, you know, being honest in our prayer and just simply saying, Lord, I don't know what to say, but I know I love yeah. my friend and I want to lift her up in some way. I have tried to develop the habit of simply praying right then and there, and then I don't have to remember it, you know, hey, could you pray for this? And uh, my spiritual director pointed out, um, my, my daughter called me and said, oh, mama, could you pray for this? And in my mind, I'm like, oh, you don't, <laughs> you want, now you want me to pray where you kind of keep a faith at a arm's distance sometimes. And it's, it's, definitely my habit to pray with my intimate friends and she was like well well did you pray with her and I'm like uh no I didn't but I will next time and so uh just trying to be better about that but um and prayer is everything and when you're united in prayer um, Jesus promised us where two or three are gathered and so we're going to stand on that promise and uh lifting each other up um in that when someone needs you, that's the best way to be there for them. Even if you don't know what to say, that's especially uh, endearing to our Lord. Yes, absolutely. And, it, and it's okay. Like you said, it's okay to not know what to say. And it's okay if you say a rote prayer together, if that's all you can, you know, that's the only thing you're comfortable with. But to just open that door of that in that conversation, you know, we have a friend, another friend, Emily, um, that she says, let's do a holy five. And she'll call us up and she'll pray on the phone with us for five minutes. And it, I was just telling another friend about her today because it, it's such a gift in my friendship because, you know, sometimes you don't think to do that. But her first response is always, let's pray together, you know, or let me pray over you. And that is one of my favorite parts of our friendship. And I know that I can always go to her when I need prayer. And she's going to do it with me on the phone right then and there. Yep. It happened yesterday at my small group. So, um we're getting better. We're getting better. Uh, chapter eight, you discussed uh, that the focus, the virtue is prayerfulness. But uh, as I mentioned in the earlier segment, uh, you weren't on the line yet. But uh, the saints that are mentioned in chapter eight is the Blessed Mother and St. Elizabeth and how providential that tomorrow is the feast of the nativity of St. John the Baptist and how their friendship is uh, laid out in the Gospels. Yeah, and what a beautiful gift that that was, right? To, to read about their friendship and to see how they were able to be anchors for each other because they were both great women of faith. And to be asked to do what they were doing was, was incredibly difficult, but to have each other to pray together 
what it, what a beautiful gift, you know, we, and that was a, a common theme with all these saints that we featured in the book, you know, and we talked about Ruth and Naomi, another biblical story. And we talked about um, St. Teresa Lisieux and her sister Leone and all these, I mean, really my favorite, absolute favorite story in the book um, is the story of Teresa of Avila and uh, her sister, sister Bartholomew, who was her constant companion and literally St. Teresa died in her arms and what a gift to have somebody by your side and to think all the things Teresa of Avila was able to do was encouraged by her constant companion and her dearest friend. Her, she was considered her secretary, her nurse. Like, what a gift to have that friend side by side with you throughout your earthly journey so you can you know, do great things like Teresa of Avila did and reform the Carmelite order. So what, what a gift to have these friends, to pray with us, to be by our side, to really journey with us through life and then spend eternity with. Mm-hmm. You also mentioned, uh, Michelle, acts of service. And um, I talk to our group um, often about that. You know, if, yeah, we can come together on Thursdays and we can study the book of Hebrews and that's all, that's great. You should do that. But if it doesn't bear fruit, if you don't apply those readings and these saints and these virtues to your life and go out and share it twofold, you know, from a, a heart of gratitude springboards into generosity. Um, also, those acts of service are also uh, levels of trust and building on that. You know, someone may not be confident in their faith life to go to a Bible study and share something that they do or they don't know. But boy, let me get in there and wash those dishes and uh, those acts of service give opportunities to uh, to share and build each other up. Would would you say that that's your experience? Oh yes, absolutely. And I think it's you know it's such an easy thing to invite someone to like, hey, I'm making sandwiches to take down to the homeless shelter. Do you want to come over and do this? You can bring your kids, right? And that's something that's it's non you know confrontational. It's mm-hmm. just a very it's a very simple thing, and someone feels very good about it. And when you're doing that active service and when you're making those sandwiches together, you're going to have natural conversation and time together. And that's a great opportunity to just get to know, you know, friends better. And there's so many opportunities in our parishes to to get involved. And, you know, I know the priests always have said to me, you know, they've invited us to speak many times because they say, you know, Michelle, Emily, the women at my parish, they're killing me. Right. Because the sandwich makers don't like the bereavement <laughs> committee. And, you know, this women's group doesn't like this women's group. And we can be very challenging for our priests. So it's important for us to work together as a community and to, to get along and to help each other out. And I think when we're doing service and helping with the parish picnic or the parish festival or helping with the parish ministry is to, to foster and develop strong, true relationships and to not be petty and catty. And um, really, you know, this is a church, right? Like we should act like it. So I, <laughs> I don't know what church you go message. to. Michelle. That never happens uh, at my parish. <laughs> <laughs> As I said, we just had two weeks in a row of two big celebrations and uh it it is fascinating to um show up and help but we all we need to remember to be inviting and be welcoming to uh someone who may be stepping out in faith to 
to join in and help out. But uh, so many, you know, we're just human. We're just trying to get along and uh, supporting. This is a a time of change in a lot of parishes right now where pastors are leaving one parish and going somewhere else, getting a new pastor. Those transitions are are so very difficult. And uh, again, People are maybe coming back to church for the first time in a long time and for us to be welcoming. And so uh, let's go through how people can find you and find the books and your other books that you've uh, mentioned today. uh, Wonderful books that can help build these friendships. And uh, so let's I want to give you an opportunity to tell people how to do that. Yes, our website is inspirethefaith.com. And there you will have all of our All four of our books are on this website, all of our videos for all of our book studies, all the study guides under our resources. You'll see a tab for each of the books that have all we also have lots of free stuff. So we've done um, lots of downloads and journals and those type of things. We even have like a coloring sheet of St. Faustina from our under our friend Faustina resources. Um, We also have a blog and another great place to find Emily and I, the um, another, you know, a little work of mercy we started during the pandemic was a podcast on St. Gabriel Radio. So we um, interview great Catholic people who are inspiring our faith, and we hope that we inspire yours. So those are found at stgabrielradio.com. So but definitely check out inspirethefaith.com. We're on Facebook, Instagram. Um, if you Google our names or our books, you'll find us. Um, and we are always happy to um, connect. We've done a lot of Zoom visits. Um, the, with our groups over the, the pandemic. So that's been a, a blessing to meet women from all over on Zoom. And um, we're always happy to do that if we can make that work out. So awesome. inspirethefaith.com. I sure want to thank you, Michelle. I had no doubt that our time was just going to fly by. I feel like we've already been friends, and I hope that we can uh, continue that. And we want to thank our listeners. And remember, go out and bless someone. Talking.